0: Taking Back Birth is a production of the IndieBirth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Hello, and welcome to Podcast Friday. I'm here with my dear friend Christina for the very last podcast to be recorded in this office. Isn't Pretty that funny? Awesome. We didn't really plan to have this be the last podcast here but somehow it is magic magic so uh, before we get started talking about the placenta and all kinds of good stuff many of you will remember christina i'm sure from not one but two podcast appearances thus far uh, sharing her birth stories so i think there's one called christina's h back if i'm not Mm -hmm. mistaken the birth of shasta her son And then most recently, uh, The Indie Birth of Veda Rose, and that was an even more popular, I think, podcast just because we talked about shoulder dystocia and resuscitation. So if you haven't heard that, you need to go listen to Christina's telling of her story of her daughter, Veda. So we're here, one third, and I mean, I don't want to say final, but final in this office time. Mm -hmm. I love the number three, so it's good. And we're going to talk about the experience we've had separately with our placentas and then the experience we just had together burying our placentas together on Christina's land just a few nights ago. So you want to dive into your first bunch of thoughts? Sure. Yeah. So the placenta,
1: it's such like a, it's just so profound And um, I've never actually had the opportunity to really sit with that. I mean, oftentimes we think about the placenta and birthing it. And, I mean, hopefully we think about that and what that experience will be. And then, you know, the baby's born and we kind of, at least I do, rush through the experience. And it gets cut and, you know, we may look at it, we might freeze it, whatever experience you choose to have. For myself, my first uh, birth was in the hospital, and actually, I knew nothing about placentas, and in fact, my husband came running in asking where the placenta was to the OB or the nurse on staff because um, somebody was coming for it, and I was like, wait, what's going on? I had no idea that uh, Wayne had some doula lady that was coming to capsulate the placenta so that I could ingest it, and so that was like my first experience. I was so removed from that I don't even, i was so blessed that my husband had an idea. Um, and I, I, I took it and I had the tincture and that was great. But that was it. And then with Shasta, my experience with his placenta began when he was in utero, because we were focused, at least the medical staff that I was seeing at the time, was really concerned with my placenta not working and so there was a lot of negativity towards my placenta and being you know misdiagnosed as intrauterine growth restricted Um, and so that was that and we thought wow amazing when the placenta was born and it was totally normal and i waited a year and then i planted his placenta in the earth after his first birthday and immediately the next day i i ended up with my my uh, first cycle
0: yeah, that's so cool.
1: And that was when I realized that there was a profound uh, connection between the earth and us, our blood. Mm-hmm. And using our blood and the energies of the earth together is a really beautiful thing. And it's something that I feel very called now to talk about. And it's become kind of a focus of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, we've created the red tents. And so every new moon, women gather. And we sit in circle, and we talk about the sacred seeds of our flow. And if it weren't for Shasta's placenta, I would have never really dived into that. So that was like, you know, a gateway to me, for mm-hmm. me. Um, cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, people normally think about birth being that gateway. Mm-hmm. You know, the placenta is just like an afterthought. And it has been for me, too, in many of my births, so... It's really cool to hear how that's helped you find your wisdom even more deeply. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Jason says you should have a Red Tent podcast. So if Christina ever starts that, you will all be her first listeners, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. But um, it's been so cool to see you, like, really get interested in that and to know it started with that placenta.
1: It totally did.
0: And that's the thing with the Red Tents. It's not... um,
1: It's like you can't talk about your moon cycle without talking about birth. And so literally every red tent, you know, you come up. I'm always talking about Marin and about Indie birth. And, um, you know, in this area in Sedona, we have been so blessed to have you. And, I mean, I'm blessed personally. But, like, every time there are about, like, 20 women that will come and at least one or two – have either worked with you or were going to work with you or are listening to your podcast or just, you've reached so many people. And so it's really a gift to me that, um, well, that we got to bury our placentas together on my land where women come to give their, because our blood is full of our story. It's our story and it's your story that is now on the land where these women come. So that's really cool. So when Veda was born, you know, and I froze her placenta, I already knew I was going to do something really special with it. And I think I had already mentioned to you that I would like to to plant it with you. And I know it's full of stem cells and it's my information, her information. Um, And so I I thought about giving it to a tree like you would your moon time and um, give it some nutrients and some superfood. But... I wasn't sure really. And so now with you moving, you were kind of the one that, that initiated like, yeah,
0: let's, let's do this together. Yeah. The moving for sure. Mm -hmm. I've never buried a placenta of mine. So nine other placentas and I've done all kinds of things. I mean, honestly, sometimes I've just said my prayer and you know, kind of disposed of it, which is sort of weird. I don't know why I did that or why I didn't just save it to plant, but I don't think I realized how profound it was. And it's something about moving. And I think also just the, the seriousness of Rumi's birth that made me want to honor it more and made me want to like, leave that energy here And so I feel so honored it got to be on your land. And I was thinking about that too, the day after we did that, just that like, I will forever be tied to your land Mm -hmm. and to you and, you know, or whoever I guess would live there, but Arizona and all of it, like that's all kind of staying here. And that feels really good because no matter where I would possibly go in the world, like there is that part of me there Mm -hmm. with you.
1: Totally. It's, um, it kind of reminds me of like a lot of things in life lately have reminded me of being a little girl and getting back to that true fun innocence and all the wisdom we had when we were little coming back to surface now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of like me and my best friend um, as kids, like cutting ourselves and being blood sisters and and not in the moment because it was so authentic for us just to plant the placentas and give it to the earth like we did. But just in hindsight, it's been like there's just so much to ponder now, like looking back at the moment when we planted the placentas together and um, the yin and the yang, you know, Veda's uh, placenta was completely frozen solid. And you drove over to my place in 108 degrees. And so Rumi's was de <laughs> yeah. And so it was really, it was so awesome to me to watch you, especially opening up his placenta and like really look like able to like really inspect it and look at it like it was brand new.
0: Yeah. Well, that's something I'm not sure that I have ever even done with someone because like you said, after birth is typically when, we show people the placenta if they want to see it. And I realize now that that's not wrong or bad, but it's an entirely different perspective. Like where you are in the hours and days after birth, like we all know you're still kind of behind this veil or, you know, in this new territory. So it's like, you're looking at this placenta with those eyes. And it's not that you don't value it, but there was something really poignant about, looking at it and handling it seven months after it was like I couldn't make sense of where it had come from it
1: was (laughs) so to me what I've realized I had a very vivid dream after we planted the placenta I I mean the dream wasn't like particularly about the placenta but it was some kind of dream where I'm like I'm running through like the grasses the the high grasses and um There's like wildflowers and I'm just having a really good time. And sometimes I like to fly in my dreams and whatever, but I don't even think I did in this dream. But when I woke up, my point was like, oh, I wish I could have taken that flower with me. And it reminded me of like, that's the placenta. The placenta is birthed with you. It is a part of the dream in utero. It's, I mean, there's so many amazing things you can say about the placenta, but it definitely comes from a different realm. And it's so cool that we re, we're able to like freeze it and then honor it after when we're not like in that, like full adrenaline hormonal space where we can really honor it as this like precious gift from another world. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, it's the soul, it's the like soulmate of the baby. It's the, it's the nutrients, it's the mama in utero. And to me, it's like on the outside as a pregnant woman, it's your midwife. Mm-hmm. She's giving you the, nurture, the nurturing, um, the support, everything you need for your journey, is it's happening inside and it's the placenta. And so it's really beautiful that during birth, the placenta gives its last pulse, it, you know, as after fact, it's almost like it sacrifices its life for the baby.
0: It's really beautiful. You make me cry. Yeah. Yeah I guess I thought of it too but not as poetically just what we were talking about before like there is that death aspect that I hadn't really thought about or even felt until we were sitting there together and it was just like holding this thing that like was bloody and obviously not useful anymore in its form but still so valuable and like not quite wanting to lower it into the earth, you know, like wanting as much time with it. And, you know, our kids were running by, Mm -hmm. um, you know, here we are covered with like dirt and blood and the kids are just running in and out. We had them snap a quick photo, but, you know, just kind of like milking that time with this being, um, and just again, feeling so profoundly grateful. Like when you look at it in that way, I think that many months after, There's something that's like not quite physiological about it in a way, but it's not bad. It's just back in the day, right? Like they probably didn't freeze their placentas. Mm -hmm. So it's this unique opportunity we have to like relive the birth story. And I feel like I was totally doing that in my head, which I didn't even realize till the next day. Like, oh, that's why that was intense. I was like living the whole thing again and being so grateful for the babies that are here for Mm -hmm. both of us. Oh totally, yeah. That was the uh, the special thing
1: of yours being thawed. So like for me, it's the whole experience ignited a new passion, kind of. And I know it's going to come up in the next red tent, and I know that I'm going to talk about it all the time, just like I do about birth now. Yeah. Um, but that it is the coolest thing to witness it, especially thawed, and like being able to. To hold both your blood and his blood, and it's so real. So it's it's it. Yeah, it's not alive anymore, but like it's obviously an organ, and it obviously was, and it holds like this invaluable story of everything that you that you carried even before him. In a way, he's he's the story of all your births, right? Because you carry it in your blood. And so it's all there. Um, I'm so honored to have, I have the, the community midwife's placenta in my red tent. What? So that's, uh, <laughs> that's like really amazing to me.
0: I just really, truly do feel so honored. Oh, me too. I mean, that tent is so special, like to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and to our community and when you were saying where we would bury it, I didn't even really like think through what you were saying. I just knew it would be at your house. So it was super cool to like go into the tent and like dig the hole together and feel the energy in there of all of the monthly happenings, you know, and have that be a part of whatever happens in there from now on, you know, like all the wisdom that is shared, it felt just so right for mm-hmm. that to be the place.
1: Yeah, that's the place for the midwife, the pregnant mama, the the girls going through their, you know, learning about their, um, their menstruation and how to really connect deeper. And it's a truly magical place. And yeah, having both of our stories there. Because even the space in itself is part of my story with you because the space is actually, it was a stable. It was the, it was the barn for my horses. Yeah. And I, I always say I would not, had I not met my dear friend Lisa, who's probably listening to this. So I love you so much. I miss (laughs) you. Um, But uh, I I wouldn't have met you. I don't know how I couldn't have, I didn't find you when I was pregnant with Shasta until so late, but it's I don't they don't have the horses now, and so that space has become a place for the divine feminine. That's so cool. And the divine feminine does live through you, and and you gift us women all the time by just giving us more and more wisdom and all of the work that you've done here. I mean, I am forever grateful for indie birth and for you for creating it and for being so brave. I mean, you're a legacy.
0: <laughs> here. I know this was going to turn into a... I know, I know. No, and I don't I, mean it in a bad way. just, I didn't put Christina up to this. I know, I have She's. to endeavor.
1: I shouldn't even talk about it because it probably doesn't sound as authentic as it actually is, but it's like, it's a truly, the red tent wouldn't even exist if it weren't for you. And I even wish. me finding my sacred femininity, that's what's even more profound about digging those placentas together because, you know, our last Time The last pregnancy, we were both pregnant together as well. Yeah, that's right. We have two two under the belt
0: now together. Yeah.
1: And we both thought we had the opposite sex both times.
0: (laughs) So we were both wrong twice. Yes.
1: But it's like the divine feminine. It feels like everything's shifting right now with this huge change that's occurring everywhere. Collectively, indefinitely, independently in your life. But it does feel like the divine feminine is finally rising up and the divine masculine is meeting her there. Totally. That's so beautiful. I think that their placentas represent that because hers was all like icy cold and his was all like moist and warm. And it it is truly the yin and the yang. And um, symbolically to me, at least I choose to honor that belief because I believe like our, you know, our mind really does create the reality. And I see it unfolding. I'm just still trying to wrap my mind around how come you're moving to Kentucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the great spirit at work. But yeah, that's really a beautiful idea. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. But our babies, the first two are, they're six months apart, right? Six months, but almost to the day. Mm -hmm. And then Veda and Rumi are like five months apart. Mm -hmm. almost to the day I mean they're only a couple days so yeah like if you haven't heard these podcasts with Christina before like our stories just they just go in and out of each other because we're sisters we're you know we're amazing friends and we know we've done this in many lifetimes before so that's so beautiful to me and that's that was my feeling when we were going to bury these that like it was going to feel like a big deal. It wasn't going to be just placenta burial because our birth stories are like are part of the same volume or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also just like so weird and beautiful. And the way as women, like we're intertwined, it's like the web, you know, and the stories aren't separate and the women aren't separate and the placentas aren't separate. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's totally true. The womb's we're we're connected. Like, you know, trees, the root system, it's the same exact thing between womb to womb. And, um, you know, in my own personal life, my brother is moving here and his family and they're amazing and beautiful in every way. And I'm so excited. But he was on his way. He's like packing up Mm. and, you know, they're having that same experience that you're having. There's a deathing that's going on. And I was talking to him and I made a suggestion of like creating like a time capsule so they could kind of have like a a deathing ceremony and I just happened to mention that to him that day that we did the placenta so I think it's like interesting that your your time capsule is the placenta yeah, and it is the full story because you know I mean it's it's his and your story but it's like I said it's like all of your DNA so it's it's you it's you you're the midwife and I feel I feel so grateful that you've been here and you touched my life but at the same time I feel a little bit honestly scared for like the rest of the community I know we have midwives and um, there's a lot of medwives and but it's like I don't know what's going to happen when you leave like who's gonna stand up and and take on the role that you had because that we were so lucky to have you Mm
0: -hmm. and I'm just, yeah. Well, I think you have so much to offer, obviously, like the formation of this tent, you know, it's a similar feeling that I have for you, like, whoa, like, and in a short amount of time you like accepted that from the universe, you know, like I think back to when I met you and you knew what you wanted, which always will stay with me but you were in a situation where none of that was being honored and I remember just thinking like how is this woman surviving and you more than survived like you did it and like you claimed it and that was like the beginning of you forming this part of the community You know, and I think people listening too. like I've been talking a lot about community and what that means. And, you know, the truth is things like this, like circles and red tents. um, That's not my thing. And, you know, for some midwives it is. But it's like often we're just busy doing the work we're doing. Right. So the point is that every woman in the community has a really important role if she chooses to accept it. And I think what you're doing is weaving together like that web that maybe eventually will support more midwives in general you know not that I felt unsupported but it's like it needs more like the community needs like a tighter knit mm-hmm. fabric to support this work whether it's birth or death or cycles you know so I'm honoring mm-hmm. the fact that you are that person so yeah. who knows what is in store for you yeah. that's what I think
1: it would be so awesome if we just birthed a bunch of Marin's <laughs> no nobody Actually, wants that <laughs> ironically my uh, my sister-in-law her sister their baby isn't born yet but they know the name and it's going to be Marin which what I interesting because I had never ever
0: met how are they man. spelling that the same way that you oh you my do. gosh that's so funny isn't that weird yeah I don't know anybody that spells it this I've way. never yeah she was like guess what you know she's
1: she, there they chose a name the same as your midwives but she's like but she's never looked up your information or anything right, that's funny they're in a whole different kind of
0: yeah
1: but uh but I thought that that was kind of another one of those things like it's just very symbolic maybe it's true there are the midwives are coming mm. they're coming and they're so important because like for me I really respect you know everybody every woman's choice is their own But especially with the placenta and seeing that, like, it's something that nourishes you and you need, I feel like with the whole free birth stuff, that's a lot on your husband and it's not really natural for them to be the cord, to be the placenta,
0: Mm. you know? Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, I -hmm. think
1: everybody needs on the outside what you have on the inside. You need that that role, Mm. you know? So, yeah, we'll see. See what
0: unfolds here. But um. Yeah. I forget what I was gonna say. You were I was swept away with your beautiful imagery. What was it about the placenta? Oh, I was just gonna blab more about the fact that it is a simple ritual, but I think we're agreeing it's not something still that women are really well acquainted with. And maybe I'm saying that because I wasn't as far as the burial part, because I had done like you The capsules, the this, the that, the raw. And I'm not knocking any of those options. People should totally look into the options and pick what is feeling best to them. But I also think there's a part of like current culture where that's that's become ritualized in a sense is like, oh, if you have a home birth, like you ingest your placenta or, you know, you make pills. And it's like, yeah, that's an option. And maybe your body's feeling that, but because mine didn't the last two times, here I am talking about the ritual of burying. And so I guess I'm, I'm saying how cool it would be for you, and I'm sure you will to like, just spread that simple thing and maybe, be available to women that want that ceremony. Yeah. Um, because you know who knows who else they would sort of have that would understand it and provide, the holding of space for that. I could totally see you doing that, and mm, I would love that. that would be amazing, yeah well, even just like having blood on your hands like for me i haven't i haven't had
1: my cycle in however long you know, and uh, just literally having your own blood on your hands there was it's just really powerful, and it feels like um it just brings us back to the fact that we as women are just so blessed to have this true natural connection to all of the sacred cycles and it's such an honor to be a woman in these times and to bleed and and so for me just to like literally have my blood on my hands again felt awesome totally i agree yeah yeah it's like so familiar but yet like you know back in the day i probably would have hated that i was so disconnected to the natural cycle it's like it's like even like breastfeeding. Like if you have if you're breastfeeding, please do it in public because you're only helping the societal um, image of women get back to the natural sacredness that we are. And it's the same thing with blood. Like we're always so afraid of blood. Like most people only see blood during birth or when they're you know in injury or something. Yeah, like and it's like it's it, the earth like needs it. I really feel the earth absolutely needs our information and we can't control the chemtrails. and I mean we can to a certain extent and you know our plants are you know deprived of nutrients and the soil is and you know we can sit there and complain and try to do what we can do but like this most easiest simplest thing is giving our blood to the earth and with that it's telling the earth what we need and the placenta is like huge superfood for the earth and it's like restoring balance
0: yeah yeah I love that and I I mean we could touch on that even more just that disconnection from the earth I feel like is a major theme lately I mean for our family it definitely is like part of why we're even doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. um but in so many ways with like what's going on in the world you know all the stupid vaccine stuff and then people worrying about shedding and I know it's like me simplifying, but because it's my podcast, I get to simplify. I think it's just our disconnect to the earth that makes these problems, you know, like the dis-ease and the not being healthy. Um, So, you know, get out there, put your feet on the earth and all that, but totally give an offering. Like your hair is an offering, your clipped nails are an offering, and your blood is an amazing, like you say, superfood, to connect you and give you the downloads you need to like be in the world right now. Totally. Yeah, we have a tree that was
1: definitely on its way out. And what we do during the Red Tent ceremony is we give, we give away blood to the tree. And we sing like beautiful songs and stuff. But I've watched this tree come back to life. And so it's like in my visual reality, I've seen the change. And I know that like you can buy chemical fertilizer or or you can use your moon time and really give the plants what they need. But the whole system, the whole matrix, Gaia, you know, like the more that we give of our own blood, the less blood that they need to shed in war. So we're just balancing it out And, and it's so easy. And to do it with a sister, too, like I mean I do I hear uh, women in the tent talking about that, like just going and sitting on earth with another woman like they used to back in the day, like when it was tribal and women would gather that's why we always had the same cycles that's why we would do it together, and it's truly like wisdom coming straight through your open portal, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. so like the placentas like like so much more profound and it truly looks like the tree of life. Holy. I mean, everybody's astonished by how beautiful a placenta is and you can totally tell. Holy. I They're mean, yeah, and you can tell the like when you guys do I, I don't know if you call it placenta mapping or whatever it yeah. is, but when there's, you know, a disconnect or when the mother's not healthy or you, it totally creates the image and uh oh, it's just it's just so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Any final final thoughts? No,
1: just...
0: Um, Might have I would a- recommend... So I did have a final thought. I told
1: yeah. one of my friends who still has hers in the freezer, yeah. and um, just to de-thought. I think that that was kind of... Um, I thought that was the coolest thing ever to see you really with your hands in it and like really, I don't know. It just, it it just. I would definitely recommend that if I could do it again or when or whatever or if
0: anybody wants a ceremony. Yeah, I'd love to get Christina up. I think that would be, Yeah. I don't know that I've heard of that. I mean, I'm sure someone somewhere does that for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure we have always done that for each other, but just as a more modern day thing, like a placenta ceremonial mm-hmm. host. That for would sure. be beautiful. I bet there will be a lot of people defrosting their placentas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess I'll just say that was really cool again, like holding it. And not only did I look at like the actual placental tissue that was mine, you know, I like looked at Rumi's side and thought about him and in a different way and saw where the cord was cut. And like, again, saw it with different eyes, because I swear when you look at that after birth, at least for me, you're just in, you're just with your baby. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. I think, you know, you're not really paying attention other than like, Oh, is it complete? Oh, it looks healthy. Okay. But I don't think I've ever handled my own placenta, um, to that degree. And then feeling the amniotic sac, you know, and just being more amazed that babies, we all lived in one of these sacs with this amazing organ and it grows and moves and sustains the baby, even when injured, which wasn't the case with either of us, but just, like, it's that amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, a newfound respect, and mm-hmm. I think that's saying a lot yeah. after seeing a lot of placentas.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't so know if well. I have anything more to say. No, it's the natural. <laughs> it's the natural ending, just like yeah. uh, burying a placenta. There's, like, a natural time to, uh, let it put go. it in the ground. Yep. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. And, you know, I guess burying those memories in a sense and the energy, it feels good. It feels complete. I feel like there's just a lot of gratitude to even, you know, be in that position. And mm-hmm. both of us have amazing, healthy little people and it feels like such an honor to have done that with you.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, that's the coolest thing is
0: we grew them
1: together too. You know, even the placentas. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Now I rooted into my place more. I'm like, so, oh, well, we can't sell now. Maren's placenta's in the back.
0: <laughs> well, and like, I thought, you know, for me too, it was funny because with this moving, like we're just very focused on getting there at this mm-hmm. point, you know, in a lot of ways and Um, especially the kids are more like, oh, when will we come back? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we're ever coming back. But now that the placenta is there, you know, it was the first time that I said to myself, okay, well, I'll be seeing Christina again, you know, and I'm like, I don't know how you feel but I'm like oh she ever has another baby like of course I have to come back now I'm like she tied me to her <laughs> 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 this is the master plan yeah. no and you yeah. know whatever that may yeah. not happen but like I definitely feel um like a really a really strong bond now even more yeah. so than I did with you so yep way to go blood sister blood sisters <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening Uh, I'll catch you in a couple of weeks, probably once we're settled in Kentucky and I hope you have a great couple of weeks. Thanks for being here. I love you.